Welcome to Fishcasting the Fishing Podcast. I am your host, Tanner of Fish Facts TV. Hello, everyone. I'm Captain Tim. All right, guys, jam-packed episode. For the first time in a long time, both of us got out there and did some fishing. Um, you know, I'm not going to spoil it too much. We got an interesting fish of the week. We're going to talk a little bit about the Florida Fishing Madness We are uh, a little bit delayed. You know, I wanted to try to keep it up a little bit faster than that, but we got through the first round and we got through the uh, two parts of the second round, hoping to get through the second two rounds. And then that will bring us to our sweet 16. So I don't want to spoil that either, but again, remember, leave us a sweet review and uh, we'll be forever appreciative. Oh, and I wanted to mention one other thing in our opening remarks. I don't know if you guys remember, Luke Avgard, he was on here a while ago. He told us a lot about the multi-species angling. Um, he is doing pre-sales for his book. So um, just wanted to say, go check out uh, Luke Avgard um, on Instagram or Facebook and you can find his link. And uh, yeah, you know, if you like catching fish and reading books about fish, you know, he's a, he's an interesting guy, multi, I think he just got a, like his sixth world record I saw on Facebook the other day. So yeah, you know, Tim thoughts, action. Yeah. Um, definitely go check out Luke's profile and his book. Um, he was super helpful when I went out to Oregon last year, giving me some tips and tricks and he's just a super nice guy. Really enjoyed him on the podcast, um, a while ago super knowledgeable. I mean, that guy was just a wealth of knowledge, well-spoken, and uh, I'm definitely going to be checking his book out myself. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Tim, tell me what you caught. Tell me how the tournament went. Yeah. So I fished in a, uh, a local inshore tournament this past weekend, uh, this last Saturday. Tournament consisted of snook, trout, and red um, <clears throat> this was a, a catch and release tournament benefiting a, a local uh, marine science, uh, marine studies program. Uh, so the proceeds went to the marine studies program, but there were a bunch of raffles and cash payouts and stuff like that. Um, this is a tournament I fished in probably six or eight times now. Great little tournament, um, <clears throat> but always, uh, always just a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it benefits a great program. Well, th- this past week, um, like pretty much always when I fished this one, it was super windy. And this was probably the windiest I've ever fished it. So windy, in fact, that if there wasn't a tournament that day, there's no way in heck I would have been going out. Just absolutely crazy wind. I mean, it was it was like 30 knots overnight. And even fishing inshore, that's just not fun. Um, but we went out, we tried it, and uh, I'll be darned. We, uh, we got on some bait pretty easily. Uh, getting bait wasn't a, wasn't a problem. Got a bunch of um, sardines and pinfish. And, uh, and we went and, and, and tried some of these spots that I, I've had really good success this time of year. Um, the snook are kind of in that transition pattern from the backwaters uh, out to the passes. So any of these deep water docks with good water flow, that's kind of a great spot for them to stage up and, and really start feeding as they, as they migrate their way out to the to the passes and then to the beach. But um, <clears throat> that was, that was kind of what we, what we ended up catching the most of really was just snook. Um, it was a three fish tournament. Like I mentioned, snook, trout and redfish. but uh, all we caught were snook. 
we couldn't buy redfish. We couldn't buy a trout, which that's just insane because to me, trout is the easiest fish to catch. We drifted grass flats. I went to some surefire places that I've always caught big trout at or nice redfish at, and we just couldn't get it done. It was an absolute anomaly. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, just, just really frustrating day when it came to those other species. So needless to say, we didn't win the cup. We didn't get all three species. So we weren't eligible to, uh, to, to win it all, but we had a great time out there and, um, I'm going to go out this weekend. It's my wife's birthday. It's also Easter. So we're going to do kind of some similar stuff. We're not going to run offshore and I'm going to try it again. I'm going to see if some better conditions, um, maybe will play in our favor, but it was just uh, very frustrating that we, we weren't able to, uh, to get all three fish. You know what, Tim? I cannot say I have too much sympathy for you catching only snook. How many snook did you, uh, did you uh, catch and release altogether? Uh, I, think we caught, I think we caught four. So it wasn't like a ton of snook, and that's with three guys fishing. So in reality, you know, five hours of fishing, only catching four snook, it was, it was not, you know, any type of day to write home about. It just was. It was tough conditions. Um, we, you know, I, I don't know what was going on. We had the bait. We had the spots. We were fishing light tackle. Great, great cast and presentation. I just don't know what happened. I, I really don't. And, and uh, you know, misery loves company, right? And, and um, a lot of the other fishermen ran into the same thing in, in um, similar areas and other parts of Tampa Bay that, that were miles and miles away. So there were, there were very, very few fish caught um, this tournament compared to prior years. So I don't know that the, the bite was just off. Well, you know, sometimes that just happens, but at least you got out there, you didn't get in empty handed and, you know, hard to complain about a snook. What, what a size range for most of these fish? These guys were small, you know, in the 20 to 25 inch range. So small snook, wasn't any, any giants. Um, a buddy of mine did have a, a good snook on, you know, at the, uh, right at the end, we, we only had like a half an hour fishing left. And, uh, I think his drag was a little tight and, um, it just ended up pulling the hook. We were fishing some structures, some mangroves that butted up to a, a dock and he cast it away in there. And I think he wanted to be on lockdown in case that snook tried to break him off, but, uh, ended up uh, thrashing around and the hook pulled. So that was a bit of a, uh, a, a kick in the pants, unfortunately, but, um, we had a nice day out there um, and we got out on the water. You know, it's been a tough spring. So anytime you can get out on the water, uh, uh, it's, it's a nice day. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff happens. So I, uh, it sounds like you guys had a pretty good trip out there and uh, you know, all things considered, I'd call it a success. Yeah, I, I would too. Um, got to spend times with, with some fishing buddies I hadn't fished with in over six months. And, um, you know, like I mentioned, the tournament benefits, uh, a local marine studies program that, um, that that's good for the kids. And, uh, you know, might, might as well support your, your local uh, nonprofits and, and have some fun while you're at it. Absolutely. But uh, you got out, too. Right. You, you got out and did, did some fishing, I think. Yeah, I did. You know, I hadn't been out on the boat in a couple of weeks, had another boat club reservation and uh 
a lot of buddies couldn't make it conditions still weren't great but i went with my friend desmond who i haven't gone out with since before i went up to new england so i haven't fished with him in about six months um but i wanted to get out there now desmond is a uh chef he works at an asian restaurant here in uh winwood which is a fancy area of downtown miami so he he's he kind of came to fishing a little bit older in life. I think he started fishing during COVID just because he loves eating fish so much. He loves sushi, sashimi, you know, he loves fish cooked always. So I really wanted to get Desmond out and get him on some meat fish. Um, but with the, with the prevailing conditions, we didn't have a lot of options. Um, basically it was my typical winter spot or we could run out to Stiltsville where everything has to be two inches longer. So, you know, there are a lot of 10 inch mangrove snapper, but because they have to be 12 inches and also gas right now at my marina is $7.99 a gallon. So Ooh. making that little 30 minute run in each direction can really uh, be a pain in the wallet, if you know what I mean. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all things considered, we decided we were going to hit the regular spot, but they were out of live shrimp at my bait shop. So, uh, all we had was frozen shrimp, frozen squid and chum. And it really, uh, really didn't start out great. I did though. I met a fish facts TV fan at the bait shop, uh, who recognized me and told me he was a big fan of the channel. Um, but anyway, so we get out there and lately there's, there's usually been pilchard boats. So if we can't catch them, we go to the pilchard boats. We only saw one pilchard boat. We go up and the guy says he has no bait. So we're really, uh, really not looking promising for the day, but we go to the spot, we anchor up and uh, starts out all right. You know, we get a couple bites, couple little blue runners, catches a decent mangrove, but then something miraculous happened. The pilchard man came by and tracked us down. I guess in the meantime, he had gone and gotten some pilchards and was looking for a quick buck. So came by and uh, filled up the live well with some pilchards for $20. And then, you know, I, I started to feel a little bit more comfortable about our odds uh, with the day. So we're both fishing the bottom. I caught a nice little uh, red grouper, maybe about 18 inches. And, uh, and then Desmond hooks up on a Spanish mackerel. Now, we haven't seen any Spanish mackerel all year, or we've seen one. Um, but as soon as Desmond does that, I switch rigs totally and start targeting Spanish mackerel. And I think I ended up catching five and he ended up catching three. So, uh, I probably missed another four or five just because I wasn't able to get tension on my line and they just kept snipping off my hooks. But, uh, I really enjoy catching those Spanish mackerel. Um, and you know, we got some blue runners. We got a couple mangrove snappers, some big, some little, um, I think only two in the box. But uh, I was just happy to get an opportunity. You know, the Spanish mackerel this time of year are headed back north. Um, but, it, but it was good to just get that, uh, get that opportunity. And so something interesting about Desmond, because he likes eating sushi so much, he was cleaning the Spanish mackerel with a method called the Ikejime method. This is a Japanese uh, sushi preparation. He was explaining it to me that... Um, you know, when they die, there are certain chemicals that are released into their flesh. And if you bleed them and then you like do something with their spinal cord, he was cutting off their tails and sticking this little uh, rod 
through the spinal cord, I guess to help clear out some of the spinal fluid, because I guess that can damage the meat if you are making it into sushi and sashimi. So uh, overall, it was a good day. Got a lot of nice Spanish mackerels, and they were all good size ones too. You know, all of them were in the 20-inch range, and uh, we had a lot of fun out there. Oh, that's awesome. Um, how, how clutch was that bait boat coming by? Um, turning a day that, that was kind of slow into something that, uh, that, that ended up being really cool and uh, productive. Now, that EKG main method, I've seen that before. I, I never, never have personally done it, but um, I know people that do it, they swear by it, and uh, they won't prepare fish any other way without doing that, um, both kind of uh, from, a, from a moral standpoint, too, to, to put the fish out of its misery as quick as possible, and then to, uh, to run that. Yeah, I've seen them run like bailing wire, you know, after they cut the tail directly up uh, uh, in, into the, um, the spinal cord you know, all the way down the length of the fish and it kind of tenses and relaxes. And I think it's, it's way better for, for eating the fish. And, um, you know, I, I'll try it one day. The, the problem I have Tanner is that whenever I think about doing it, it's usually like a hot bite, you know, and, and, uh, the fish are coming over the rail, maybe I'm in snapper or group or whatever, and I'm just stuffing them in on, on ice immediately. And, uh, I don't, I don't think to do that, but, uh, I'll definitely have to try it out. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe get the method from, from him some more and, and you can, you can try it too. But, uh, I wanted to talk about, about the fan that you saw. That's really cool. He just, he recognized you or did you have a fish fact shirt on or, or how'd that go down? No, I was wearing my, um, Florida state jacket that I wear. It's like a very bright garnet, you know, FSU color. So I, I, I think that that's how he recognized me. I wear that in several of my videos, especially when I'm fishing in the wintertime. So I have a feeling that that's what tripped him off. I also had my camera on, but uh, yeah, he just approached me uh, and was like, "Oh, hey, fish back. You know, seemed like a very nice young uh, young guy. So you know, I, I appreciate anyone. If you ever see me uh, in the public, feel free to uh, give me a shout out and uh, say what's up. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I know that, you know, you, you've met and, and I think fish with some folks in the past that have, uh, you know, you've had a following with, and that's just a really cool way to, to keep people in the sport and, um, you know, to inspire. I know that probably means a lot to them. Yeah, actually Desmond, the guy I fish with, um, that's how I originally met him. He had messaged me on Instagram and then I, I was giving him some tips and then I ran into him at a bar and I was like, hey, man, you were like messaging me on Instagram about fishing tips. And he was like, oh, no way, bro. And so, you know, that's how uh, I ended up becoming friends with him. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you come up, approach me and play your cards right, maybe you'll end up out on the boat every once in a while. See, you hear that, fans? Ghost, I hate a tanner. I'll take you out on your boat. That's what I heard. Yep. It works for some. <laughs> Okay, so moving on, the next thing we're going to talk about is the fish of the week. The fish of the week this week is the pig fish. Um, you can tell me a little bit about the pig fish while I look it up on Google for the Latin name. Yeah, pig fish, um, uh, a great little bait fish. Um, I, don't, I don't get a lot of them in the cast net, but when I do, I, I prioritize using them. Um, real similar to the to the pinfish or kind of like a pinfish grunt blend, 
but uh, they do they do make an auditory croak. It's where they get their name from, and uh, I find that they can be a game changer when it comes to fish with lockjaw, whether it be snook or grouper. Um, some of these big predators that that you know eat eat these you know that the, the prey on these fish, and I don't know what it is if it's just um, the 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 croak of the the pig fish gets them going or what, but sometimes I've had it where I'll try every single bait I have, and then I just I pull out the pig fish and something about it and just hammer it. So um, pretty cool fish. I've actually eaten them too. Um, when I was younger, we, we would catch some pretty big ones fishing at the St. Petersburg pier, you know, in the, uh, I don't know how big they were, 10 to 12 inch range. And, um, and we would eat them same as like a mangrove snapper or something. And they were, they were just fine table fare. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So, um, yeah, pigfish are a cool fish. Um, I always look forward to them when I get them in the net because, uh, I know they're going to hopefully be productive. I wish I had some this last Saturday when I struck out of the tournament. Yeah, so their Latin name is Orthopristis chrysoptera. Um, I, I think you put it really well. It's basically like, a, it's a grunt, but it's like a grunt version of a pinfish. So like a pinfish is a type of porgy. And I don't know if you're familiar with something called convergent evolution, but like, you know, two fish will... Um, evolved to look very similar and uh i i think that's what happened with the with the pinfish and the pigfish um they look very similar although they're not very closely related hold on i'm getting an emergency call from my wife she's found a possum um outside of our door so um i think hold on no i think we might just call it there save the discussion for the um the Florida Florida's best fishing contest on Instagram. Um, you know, I'm going to get the rest of the tournament out hopefully in the next week, this week, the only real shock was red snapper. I think the red snapper beat the gag grouper by a pretty strong margin. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I look forward to talking with you about that and good luck with the, the possum save. And uh, be careful out there and check out Luke Ovgard's book, uh, listeners, and, and uh, let us know what you think. Sounds good, everybody. Remember, like, subscribe, leave us a review. Catch you next week. All right. Bye.